Morrow Time with 2GB's David Morrow. There is nothing wrong with it, but don't read the rulebook. On Radio Sport Mornings. Round five of the NRL season underway. Anthony Seabold's first season as Brisbane Broncos coach continues to go off script a little bit. A fourth defeat from five games. They went down to the Tigers 22-16 at Suncorp Stadium last night. Let's bring in David Morrow. What's going on at the Broncos, David? Well, we've said all year that uh, they've got problems in their halves. Um, I, I think they're both the same style of player, and uh, I'm just not sure that they're, they're gelling. Admittedly, their forwards aren't, aren't aiming up to the extent that we thought they were. I mean, the only time they've they've looked any good this season is when uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. had that absolute one-man blinder against the Cowboys, uh, and since then we've realised the Cowboys might be much chop either. So it's hard to work out what the Broncos are doing. And, you know, they're, they're, they haven't got... Their next month isn't that great either. I mean, uh, you know, they, they, they could be they could be one and eight. I mean, they're going to play the Raiders in Canberra, for instance, next weekend. Uh, that, that's no easy task. I mean, they, they've got some tough games ahead of them. So uh, I think it might be uh, it might be a tough time for, for Brisbane. And remembering last year, it wasn't just the normal win half, lose half your games that got you into the playoffs. It was slightly uh, the benchmark was slightly higher than that. And if it continues this year, which I doubt, but it could. Uh, you know, they're looking at you know having four losses already. Not sure whether you know ten losses might get you in, but uh, or probably will. But you know, if you're eleven or twelve losses, I don't know whether you'll get there. And so yeah, they've got enormous pressure on them. And uh, it's amazing that the three the three Queensland sides are all in the bottom four of the competition at the moment. Yeah, it is. I want to talk about the Cowboys in a sec. But as far as the Tigers are concerned, they had that. Uh... That one point loss last week, didn't they? They won last night, but then they well, they've been beaten by the Bulldogs. They beat the Warriors. They they beat the Seagulls. I think I've asked you this every week. Where where are the West Tigers at? Uh, good question. I mean, where are the Warriors at? It's probably the same yeah, question. True, true. I mean, but the Tigers have probably been more consistent. The Warriors, to be fair, but then again, uh, you know, they they haven't had. Uh, yeah, they probably should have beaten Penrith. I must admit, Penrith made so many errors that they probably deserved to win the game. But still, you got to ice. You know, you got to put the icing on the cake. Uh, and uh, other than that, you know, they've, they've played against sides that are in the bottom half of the competition. The interesting thing is when they come up against the likes of the Storm and the Roosters and the Raiders and the Souths and these sides as to how they will go. And that's that's when we can only make an assessment because at the moment, when you look at the teams they have played, uh, and they've only won two games, well, they won three games, uh, mate, I'm just not sure where they're at. So, you know, leave it another few weeks. Probably still the same answer, though. <laughs> All right. Titans-Panthers tonight, and then one I'm really looking forward to uh, to checking out, the Cowboys against the Storm. These two played in the 2017 Grand Final. It's easy to forget that. What's happened to the Cowboys since then? Oh, look, I'm not sure whether their forwards are as uh, good as they were. Matt Scott, he wants another year in his contract. I'm, I, you know, I've been contemplating retiring the way he's going at the moment. He's, look, I hate seeing you know, superstars. He was in his position. He was possibly even the best in the world at one stage as a prop. And at the moment, he looks like he's going through the motions. He's trying hard, but the body's just not there doing what it, uh, what it has done. Uh, Jordan McLean plays for a few minutes, doesn't play the whole 80. Uh, Gavin Cooper's not quite the player he was. Uh, and he's entitled to be, you know, he's the pensioner of the side. Uh, Cohen Hess, there's a lot being said about him. Uh, you know, he's he's a bit like, uh, was it Carlaw that was, uh, he was once described as uh, uh, looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. That was a statement made by Greg Dowling, former Australian prop. I can't Hester up falls into that category with me. Uh, he, he just doesn't seem to. I don't know he's got a huge body, huge athlete. Never seen. We never see him. And Josh McGuire's probably the only feather they got to fly with in the in the forwards. And uh, sadly, that's where they're losing. It doesn't matter what how good you 
how good your backs are going. Uh, they can't go forward and can't do much if your forwards aren't getting the advantage line regularly, and that's where their problem is. And, you know, I'll be surprised if they don't get flogged, but you know, they might they might aim up. You never know with them. That's that's the trouble with them. But gee, this Melbourne side looks like a machine, and they'll just continue to to. to and they're very good this time of the year because they just mount points leading up to State of Origin, so they've got you know perhaps a couple in store in the bank so that they can rest players like Cameron Smith after Origin. Not that he's playing this year. Uh, in origin, but he can rest. You can rest some of these older blokes uh, in the run into the semis and have them fresh again for September. Mm. No, they're a machine. All right, that's a great word. All right, we've held off talking about the Warriors for long enough. They play South. <laughs> to, uh, they play South on the Sunshine Coast tomorrow. Come on, David, are they a chance? Yeah, they you bet they're a chance. You know, this this stadium I think's been sold out. If it hasn't, there's only you know a handful of tickets left. But it's a lovely boutique ground up on one of the most beautiful parts of Australia, the, the Sunshine Coast. If you ever get a chance to go on a holiday. It's, it's a really is a lovely part, Noosa and all that in there. And, mate, they're all fanatical rugby league supporters. So I'm not sure whether the Souths will get the support or whether the Warriors will get the support. But you know as well as I do, how can you predict what the Warriors are going to do? But when they're on, they're on. And this might be the sort of game that they can really produce the goods because I think Souths have got a huge question mark about their three quarters. I know Corey Allen and Campbell Graham have got potential to be really good players. Alex Johnson has already played for Australia. Dane Gagai has played for Australia, but, you know, I think he's more of a winger than a centre, to be honest. And Kyle Turner, uh, I like this bloke as a footballer, but as a centre, uh, I reckon there's some huge problems there. Oh, I won't be surprised if the Warriors get him. Uh, I'd have to tip south, but I won't be surprised if the Warriors get him, especially through the centres. Did you did you get a chance to have a look at Chanel Harris-Tavita last week? Yeah, I did, actually. I thought he went really well. Um, you know, I think most of us were pretty impressed with him last week. We thought, you know, this, this kid's got some skills. Uh, which is good. I mean, and that was the, that was the thing. I mean, we thought it was a bit of a shock that they uh, they dropped the other kid after just three matches. Uh, but you know, that's the, that's the trouble of being a coach. Uh, you look good if if it comes off, and you look terrible if it doesn't. But uh, I look at it, I, you know, I'm starting to think that we, we we can see two or three, perhaps four sides that are going to be there when uh, uh, when the big games are in September. And I still reckon probably it's fair to say that it won't surprise you which team makes the bottom half of the eight. Because I just think there's a group there that, that they can put together four or five wins in a row and it might be enough to get them over the line. It's, it's a strange comp. Night Seagulls to follow. Then Sharks-Roosters. That should be a good game. Geez, the Sharks would want Sean Johnson back, wouldn't they? Yeah, they do. They're desperately needing uh, Sean Johnson back. Uh, and yeah, at the moment, he's, uh, he's playing. Uh, I, I'm, you know, they were funny last week. I thought they were... It was one of those games where you thought, Cronulla are going to get Parrot. They're going, you know, it's going to come. And that just didn't. Um, it's, it was one of those things where I remember years ago, somebody decided to move somebody else football. You have a team where you've got a, you know, some players that can always get you out of trouble. And Cronulla were playing like that last week saying, you know, someone's going to, someone will get us out. But no one did. And Sean Johnson might be that, that X factor that they can, they can produce the good. But, you know, the Roosters are playing a bit like Melbourne. They're just, they're playing machine-like as well. And Jared Warrior Hargreaves is back this week after missing last week. So, I don't know, it's hard to, hard to tip against the Roosters. Very hard. But uh, you know, Cronulla, Cronulla at their best, they can win the Premiership. But mm. uh, at their best is uh, how you've got to qualify any comment you make about them. All right. And Sunday's games, Dragons, Bulldogs, and then Raiders, Eels. That could be quite a good game, the Raiders against the Eels. The Raiders are going all right, aren't they? I reckon it could be the game of the round. Uh, just because of the fact that both sides, I think Canberra's defence has picked up so much this year, it's going to be hard for Parramatta to score points down there. And we all know what uh, Canberra's like, especially on that right edge in attack. And Parramatta, they're just playing a different brand of football. And 
Mitch Moses is playing the best football of his career, and because he's allowed to run and manipulate, means blokes like uh, Michael Jennings are starting to show us the form that saw him play for Australia. So I'm really looking forward to this game. I reckon it could be a really good open game of footy, uh, and uh, I, you know, it's one you can sit down and probably enjoy. And don't be surprised if one team gets away by 12 and another one comes back and wins by 12. It's, it's got that sort of potential about it where we could see quite a number of tries. Yeah, just a good game to finish the weekend, finish round five. Just before you go, David, uh, I see that uh, Aussie Rugby League chairman Peter Beatty has said that uh, Israel Folau is not welcome back in rugby league. Um, I'm no doubt you've followed this saga over the last oh. 24 hours or so. Do you have a, a broad view on what's played out? Look, the bottom line is, I'm like most people, I've got a, every, he's allowed to say whatever he likes, but the trouble is within his contract, I'm certain there's now a term as a result of what he did almost 12 months of the day last year that says you've got to be very careful especially on social media, of, uh, of making statements that could incite, uh, could incite hatred, et cetera, et cetera. We all know what sort of contracts they are. And I reckon that that's what they've said. He's breached that. And as a result, Rugby League said, well, if he's breached the contract there, as far as we're concerned, we're not going to have him in Rugby League as well. I mean, everyone's uh, saying it doesn't pass the smell test to throw up millions of dollars probably in endorsements and everything else that goes with his high profile and make these statements unless he's got something else up his sleeve. It's, it, it seems crazy, or the advice he's getting is absolutely woeful. He's a nice bloke. I mean, everyone that's ever had anything to do with him tell you he's a wonderful human being. So, uh, you know, but that's his religious belief. But really, it's, uh, it's not the sort of thing that you want the leader, certainly the leading player in your country can't go around making those statements and, and, and expect people to look up to him. And that's obviously, look, Qantas is the biggest one. They're the biggest sponsors of rugby in this country. And their, uh, their, their boss is openly gay. I know he put some pressure on last year to just tell Israel to calm down and quieten down with these things. So I think the rugby union in Australia is also facing things where, where, where Alan Joyce, the boss of Qantas, might say, look, if you don't pull him, pull him in, you're going to lose the Qantas, uh, the Qantas uh, contract. And if you lose the Qantas contract, try and find another one. Always great to chat, David. Have a great weekend. Yep, certainly will. You too. It's, uh, it's going to be a great weekend because Winx is running around for the last time tomorrow and I've got a little netty running around at Royal Ramwick tomorrow in the third and the provincial championship final and he is a dead set huge chance to make Chalmers another winner this week. He's won the 100, the 200 freestyle, the 100 uh, breast, uh, butterfly and now the horse Chalmers could win the provincial championship final at Ramwick tomorrow. I hope so. What a time to be alive, David. Fantastic, mate. Thanks for the chat as always.